Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Up to Bat podcast. This is the pilot episode for my podcast, so my first ever episode. I'm very excited to get this thing going. Uh, a quick summary of who I am. I'm a senior here at Shepherd University. I'm a communications major, a journalism minor, and a communications and media studies concentration. My inspiration for this is Busting with the Boys, which is a podcast hosted by Taylor Lewan and Will Compton. Um, Taylor Lewan is a starting left tackle for the Tennessee Titans, and Will Compton is a former linebacker for the Tennessee Titans. Um, they're best buds. Um, they always look like they're having fun on it, talking sports, talking life. Um, and they're, they're really what interested me or inspired me into starting this podcast. I was interested in sports talk my whole life, but I never realized I wanted to start it until now. Um, back when I was a kid, I used to watch ESPN, uh, Mike and Mike, Colin Cowherd, Jim Rome, uh, and many others, but Busting Boys really inspired me to start my own for this class. But in general, I will be talking about the NFL, the MLB, and the NBA. And so my first segment here, I will be talking about the Titans and the NFL free agency, the draft. Without further ado, let's head into the first segment here. Let's talk about the subtractions. The Titans have this offseason. They cut several players. Um, start with wide receiver Adam Humphreys, the slot cor- or the slot wide receiver for the Titans who was injured with a concussion most of the year and didn't really produce. They cut cornerbacks Chris Milton, Breon Borders, Dory Jackson, and Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler and Dory Jackson both had $10 million cap hits, so it wasn't surprising to see that, but it hurts a lot for the cornerback room. And they really need to make up in this draft in free agency. Um, also, they cut safety Kenny Vaccaro, who is starting safety. But I see um, Amani Hooker taking over that role for Kenny Vaccaro, so that's not really a big loss either. One surprising move uh, that the Titans made, they cut Dennis Kelly, the right tackle. He only had uh, about a $4 million cap hit, and he started all last season and did a decent job. But it's interesting to me to see that they cut him. They signed Kendall Lamb, uh, Cleveland Brown, tackle on a three-year, um, $3 million contract. And they only saved like 300000 or 400000 something like that, in that move. And I don't see why they would do that since Kelly filled in pretty nicely. And Lamb is mostly a backup anyway. I just don't understand that since... The money wasn't much of a difference. Um, hopefully they draft one or sign another tackle in free agency. So they lost Corey Davis in free agency, the wide receiver. Um, it's going to be really hard to replace Corey Davis. He's a terrific blocker. He was just reliable whenever you needed a first down or a big play because um, A.J. Brown was getting most of the coverage. Corey Davis had a lot of one-on-ones. Um, he's just a very reliable wide receiver, but his price tag was t- way too high at $12.5 million. Um, but he goes to the Jets there and helps out Sam Darnold. Titans also lost tight end Johnny Smith, who is a very versatile, um, speedy, good blocker. He just made a lot of difference on the offensive side. Took pressures off of Ryan Tannehill. Um, took pressure off of A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Uh, it seemed like he always was there for a touchdown whenever you needed him as well. So that's going to be hard to replace. The Titans did sign Anthony Ferkser and Jeff Swain, but they both had him last year. So um, they still need to find a replacement for Johnny Smith. Ended up signing with the New England Patriots, but... Uh, a lot of losses in this offseason, so let's start talking about the additions they made. Um, first of all, outside linebacker Bud Dupree. He's a former Steeler. He'll bring a lot of sack production and pressure to that defense. I think it's a great signing, but a little little expensive, but the contract outline um, helped out a lot. Very cheap in the first year, only had like a $5 million cap hit. Um, but the rest of the years on this contract, uh, 
We got 19.5 mil for the third year and 20 mil for the fourth year. It gets really expensive at the end of his deal, but we can back out of the deal pretty early in, into his contract if we need to in the first two years to avoid that big cap hit in the future. Um, but I think he's a great addition to help out Harold Landry in that pressure on the uh, edge spot. Help out um, Jeffrey Simmons on the line. Also, an addition on the defensive line, we got Danico Autry, who is a former Colt. He'll bring a lot of pressure. He had 7.5 sacks last year, so he's a bit—he's a big guy. He'll move around, uh, move around the pocket a little bit. Uh, help out Jeffrey Simmons with his double teams because he got double teamed way too many times last year since we had no other help on that defensive line. Um, so it's good to see the Titans make that move and help bolster the defensive line. And for me, the biggest point or most important part in a defense is that defensive line. If you can't stop the run or get to the quarterback, it's just a waste. Your defense is going to be terrible no matter what. It doesn't matter who your cornerbacks are or whatever your safeties are. If your defensive line is not good, you will not be a good defense. Um, the Titans also added, added cornerback Kevin Johnson, who is a former Cleveland Brown, um, former first-round pick as well. But... He hasn't really lived up to that first-round potential, so he's mostly most a backup option. Titans also signed Josh Reynolds, a wide receiver from the Rams, to a one-year deal. I think he'll help out a decent amount. He should be a wide receiver three, but right now he's our wide receiver two because we haven't made any other additions. Um, he's a possession receiver, so he he's kind of like Corey Davis, but Corey Davis is more overall rounded wide receiver. Corey Davis did a great job in blocking. Josh Reynolds is more of an outside guy, um, a deep threat, although he's not crazy fast. He he can win one-on-ones in a jump ball situation, so it's a decent third or third wide receiver option. Um, I do see us drafting a wide receiver early, mostly in the first two rounds. Um, hopefully get someone like Rashad Bateman if he falls, or Elijah Moore, or Rondell Moore. Um, those guys would fit in perfectly with A.J. Brown and take the pressure off him a little bit. Essential, we need to draft a wide receiver in the first two rounds. Um, it's either we draft a cornerback in the first round, someone like J.C. Horn, but I don't think he'll fall to us at 22. He should be the number one our cornerback. Greg Newsom should be someone we should target in the second round if we do go wide receiver in the first round. But overall, we need to, we need to fill those two positions in the first two rounds. Um, for the third and fourth, I think we should go offensive tackle or tight end um, someone like Hunter Long from Boston College I think will fit in perfectly um, in that John New Smith role we need to take another tackle to help fill that um, Dennis Kelly role even though he he isn't really a starter but he played like a starter last year so someone like Dylan Reduns um, would fill in perfectly uh, as a developmental right tackle but also I think he could start a couple games if we need to um, but yeah, those first four rounds are very important for us this year because we need to fill starter roles. Um, we can't really draft backups this year, and it's an essential year for us to make the playoffs and actually make some noise. So um, another move in free agency we need to make is, um, depending on how much money we have left, I think we need to sign another cornerback because I don't think Christian Fulton and Janoris Jenkins are going to do a very good job by themselves with a rookie cornerback. So someone like Casey Hayward it would be a good signing for us. Um, fill that veteran role, leadership, just like Janoris Jenkins, but Janoris Jenkins is more of a man-on-man um, role there. So um, we got a lot of holes to fix. Safety, I think we're fine with Monty Hooker there. Um, I don't think we'll draft a safety early in the draft. I think we're going to draft one late. Linebacker, we're safe there, I think, but they might draft one. Um, we have Jayon Brown back. Um, 
to a three-year deal, uh, five mil, I think. Uh, he's a starting linebacker for, for us with uh, Rashawn Evans. We have David Long as well, who's a backup. He filled in perfectly when Jan Brown was injured. Um, but I'm very excited for the, this draft and the rest of free agency here because we do have a lot of holes to fix. Um, hopefully we have enough money left to bring back like Jadamian Clowney or uh, Steven Gostowski because um, we still need a kicker and we still need someone on the defensive line. Um, we can address those in the draft if we need to. But overall, I think it's been a decent offseason so far. And with that, uh, let's head into the next segment. We will be talking about the Yankees and their offseason and their additions and subtractions and their outlook for the season. So here we go. Uh, let's start with the uh, trade for James Tyone, the starting pitcher from the Pirates. Um, very key addition. I think he'll be in that third or fourth starting role for the Yankees, um, cementing our starting rotation, um, which will help us in the postseason as well since we always uh, – end up having at least one or two uh, pitchers injured throughout the year. Um, best friends with Garrett Cole, so that camaraderie will help uh, improve the chemistry overall. Um, but a very key addition, he's he's injury-prone as well, um, but I think with the Yankees, he won't be asked to throw as many innings as he was with the Pirates. Um, so that's a decent addition. Um, we also added Corey Kluber to our starting rotation, and he's actually had a great spree training so far. Um, I think he cemented himself into the starting role as the second guy in that spot um, behind Garrett Cole, our ace. Um, hopefully, Kluber can rebound and he could uh, respark his uh, career with us because he had a decent year with the Rangers, uh, but he isn't the same pitcher as he once was with the Indians. wasn't the ace um, when he was with the Rangers. Um, but he, he's uh, looking to restart his career with us, and he's already filled in that second role with us, so it's... Let's see how the season pans out, but um, him and Tyone have had injury problems um, recently, so I don't think it, they're cemented in for the whole year, but hopefully we can keep them healthy. Um, another person coming back from injury is um, Luis Severino. Uh, I don't think he'll be back for the start of the season, but he is working um, on simulation games and throwing bullpens and stuff, so he, he'll definitely be back this season, which is great to see since he was our ace before we got Garrett Cole. Um, but our starting rotation is looking like Garrett Cole, Corey Kluber, James Tyone, and also Jordan Montgomery, who's also filled in pretty nicely this spring training. Um, I think he's got that four spot locked up. And Domingo Hermain, who uh, was suspended last year um, for uh, domestic abuse, but I think his, his teammates have held him accountable and set a standard that you can't can't really do that in today's world. Not acceptable to, uh, to beat your wife or girlfriend or any woman in that matter. Um, hopefully he can bounce back this season and show what he's capable of and play the game the right way and show that he's uh, improved as a person in general and a human being. Um, but he's a very nasty pitcher. He's got a wipeout slider and change up. Um, I think he's got that fifth spot locked up before Severino, Severino comes back. And um, I think Severino can even get in that spot, the fourth spot where Montgomery is. Um, so there's a lot of competition in our starting, ro- our starting rotation this year. Um, as well, we uh, sent Debbie Garcia back down to Triple uh, A. Because um, he's he's had a rough uh, spring training here, but he really came on at the end of last year, so it's sad to see him get sent down. But um, I don't he doesn't have a spot on this rotation this year. We just got too many guys that can fit in that starting rotation. But with that said, let's uh, let's head into the starting lineup for our hitters. Um, I think our lineup will look something like this. Um, we re-signed DJ Lemayhew, so I think he'll start in that first spot, and then it goes Aaron Judge. Hopefully, he can stay healthy this season. Um, 
it's always essential for our hitters to stay healthy since we've been injury plagued this whole this whole um decade really we haven't had a lot of healthy seasons i think 2018 was our best year and um we didn't really get injured that much uh, we didn't end up winning world series i think that's due in part to the uh, houston astros and their cheating scandal I think we could have had a World Series that year. But um, nonetheless, I think we got Aaron Hicks in the third spot here. He's usually injured a lot, but I think he's got that center field um, spot locked down as we brought Brett Garner back, but he'll, he'll fill in every now and then. Um, John Carlo and Stan, I think he'll be the DH in that fourth spot in the lineup. He's got to stay healthy this year. It's just a reoccurring thing with our players here. <laughs> yeah, I think he I think he can bounce back. Um, had to have a great year. He's not the player he once was in, with the uh, Marlins. He's not that MVP caliber player. But I think um, once he settles in and stays healthy, I think he can be that player for us. So um, next we got Luke Voigt, first baseman. Um, I th- it was released that he had a torn meniscus the other day. But uh, I think he'll only be gone for a month or, or a month and a half. So um, he'll be in that starting rotation for the rest of the year once he once he comes back. Um, in the sixth spot, we got Gleyber Torres. He had a down year, but I think that's in part two. He was, he was injured, and he was kind of working his way back into it and never never really got into a groove. Um, even Brian Cashman, the GM, said that he was kind of came back out of shape. And uh, Torres had some comments back saying um, he was in shape. He felt like he was in shape, but uh, um, I think Gleyber Torres is ready to prove himself of the player of caliber that we got him for back in the um, – Chapman trade. So uh, I think he'll fill in that six spot perfectly. And that moves us on to Gary Sanchez, who also had a similar season to Torres last year, um, down year. Um, I think there was trade rumors surrounding Gary Sanchez in the offseason, but the Yankees uh, decided to keep him. He had some defensive problems his whole career. And I've seen that he's worked very hard in this offseason, so hopefully he can prove and uh, show that he's that starting catcher that we've always wanted him to be. And I really don't want him to move to the DH spot because we already got enough outfielders who use that up, use up that DH spot like Stanton and Judge and Hicks. So um, he's he's got to be our starting catcher, or else we got to trade him if he doesn't have a good season this year. I think it's it's definitely something that will happen this season if he doesn't pick up his game. So the third baseman, I think we got Gio Urshela. He'll bat in that eighth spot. Him and Miggy or um, Miguel Andujar. Um, I've always been battling at third base spot, but I think Urshel has locked that up because Miggy's defensive problems and his uh, his lack of hitting in spring training. I think that goes to Urshela. I mean, he's he's always been what we wanted Miggy to be, but uh, I think I don't think it's a competition anymore. I think we'll trade Miggy either this season or next season. Um, really depends how Urshela does this season too. Um, lastly, I think we got Clint Frazier here. He's, he's finally starting this year. Um, we acquired him in that trade with the Reds. Um, so I think he'll have a good season. I think he'll hit around 300 with uh, 20, 25 home runs. I'm excited to see him in his first season starting. Um, I think he's earned it. He's improved his defense. Um, he's always been a good hitter, so I'm just excited to see him hit in this lineup and cement himself as a franchise player with the Yankees here. Well, overall, we need this, we need this season to be healthy. We can't deal with any more um, injuries uh, another one we also uh, signed Justin Wilson who's a bullpen pitcher a relief pitcher for us he's already injured he's I think he's gonna be done for the season he's had some forearm tightness um, I'm still waiting to see if he's gonna get Tommy John but I think we've already lost him for a little bit overall I think we got we got a good uh, outlook for this season let's head into the bullpen uh, I think we got Chapman as our number one relief pitcher um, our closer 
Uh, we got Chad Green, always a reliable um, short innings guy. Um, comes in right before Chapman usually. Um, we signed Darren O'Day, that submarine pitcher who used to play for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. I think he'll mix in well with uh, the rest of our guys in his arm slot. He'll keep a lot of guys off balance. Um, we got Jonathan Luisaga, a nasty pitcher, young guy. I think he'll fit in perfectly with our bullpen still. Um, really looking for him to prove this year, though, and take that next step and develop um, into that, that really nasty bullpen pitcher we need. We got Nick Nelson. Um, don't really know if he can stay in that bullpen. Um, I think we need to sign another, a couple other guys into our bullpen because the bottom half of our bullpen here, we got Nick Nelson, Luke Lettage, or Luch. Um, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. We got Luis Sessa. Um, yeah, those guys are all unproven, really. Um, inconsistent guys, uh, usually injured or something. I mean, we always got guys injured in our bullpen. And I think... We need to get back to the days of the uh, no-run DMC where we had a Andrew Miller, Chapman, Dylan Patances. Uh, we haven't really seen a bullpen like that since, and I think it's essential we need to find someone, whether it's in our farm system or free agency as well. Don't really know if we have enough cap space, though, to sign someone of that caliber. I think injuries are going to play a part in our bullpen this year. Um, even though we got starting pitchers like Michael King and Clark Schmidt, I don't think we'd move them to the bullpen. Although it would be interesting to see how, see how they do since we do have a, a plethora of starting pitchers. I think we'll probably see them once or twice um, in the bullpen. But overall, I think I think the Yankees will make a make a deep run in the playoffs this year. I, I don't think they'll win the World Series, but I think they're definitely set up for it. Um, if, we, if we don't win the World Series, I would say it's a down year. With all our additions, I still think we have a lot more additions to make in our bullpen. And overall, we usually get hit with injuries throughout the year. So um, we got a lot of firepower this year, but hopefully we can take that next step and actually win a World Series. Since we have World Series caliber teams for the past five years or so, um, we need to take that next step. But heading into the third segment here, I will be talking about the Miami Heat and their trade deadline uh, acquisitions. They made several moves, some big, some small pieces. Um, the biggest piece of them all was Victor Oladipo, the trade to make him our starting shooting guard. Um, I think that's a very underrated move, even though he's had a down year somewhat. Um, but it's important for him to stay healthy with us and with our training staff. I think it's possible he does bounce back and kind of be that player he once was. Um, we acquired him. Um, for Avery Bradley, who has always been injured this season, he isn't really injured because of us. I think he came in into the onto our team and in, in the offseason injured, and he he hasn't really gotten healthy at all. Um, but like I said, our training staff is usually usually good at keeping people healthy. Um, we also traded Kelly Olynyk finally. Um, he's always been an inconsistent player; doesn't really play with a plan. Usually just chucks up three pointers whenever he wants and misses them. Um, but I think it's good that we got him off our books and off our team. And we also swapped a second-round pick, I think, for Oladipo. So overall, it's a pretty good trade. I think Oladipo can bring some speed and shooting and scoring um, to our team that help Jimmy Butler take the pressure off of him and Bam Adebayo. We also acquired Trevor Reza from the OKC Thunder for Myers Leonard, who ran in some racial issues, racial comments that were pretty inappropriate um, as he was seen playing Call of Duty. Um, he was streaming it on Twitch and he sort of made a racist comment when he was killed in the game and it went viral and we ended up trading him for Trevor Reza, which is a very underrated move in Pat Rally's Pat Rally's eyes. I think Pat Rally did a great job with that trade. because uh, the OKC Thunder already released uh, Myers Leonard. 
So we basically got him Trevor Ariza for nothing. Um, I think he'll fit in perfectly in the power forward role whenever we play that small lineup with Bam Adebayo at center. Um, he'll bring that 3 and D uh, asset, um, shoot three-pointer, kind of space the floor, and also play some good defense, which we really need with uh, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson in their defense. is just terrible. Even though they can shoot the ball well, they are inconsistent, and they're still young, which is why I think we didn't trade them because um, they still have to develop, and hopefully they can turn into more consistent players for us. Um, continuing, we also added Nemanja Bialica. We traded Mo Harkless and Chris Silva uh, for Nemanja Bialica from the Kings. Uh, very low-risk trade here, um, as Mo Harkless and Chris Silva never really played much. They're mostly bench players. Um, but Bialica is a 32-year-old center um, in power forward. Uh, but he'll he'll bring that three-point uh, asset that we love. He'll space the floor. I think he'll play with Bam Adebayo um, every now and then at the center position, um, help relieve him his, of his defensive duties as Bam Adebayo isn't really big enough for uh, bigger centers in this league. So um, even though Bielita isn't really a defensive prowess that we love, um, I think he'll, he can space the floor enough for Bam to make a – Impact at that number four position there. Bielita is a 38.8 three-point percentage um, career average, so he can space the floor, but this year he's kind of had a down year, um, only at 29.3 um, three-point percentage there. So he's had a down year, but I think he can he can fit into our system well, and uh, hopefully he can bounce back and uh, kind of re-spark his season um, and his career with us. Uh, overall, he's 6'10", 234. He's not big enough to play the center, but if we need him to, I think he'll he'll fit in with Bam there. Um, he's around the same size as Bam Adebayo anyway, but he doesn't have, have the athleticism as Bam Dubs, so I don't think he's a perfect fit for that center spot, but he, he could also play in that bench role if we need him to. Overall, good move, though, for Miami Heat. Um, we still need to make um, some other additions in, um, in the waiver of pickups. I think we need to add to Marcus Cousins as he was released from the Houston Rockets a while ago. I think he can finally fit into that true center role to play with Bam Adebayo because um, he, he can score, he can rebound. We, we really need a rebounder now. Um, that's always been our problem now with um, Bam Adebayo at the center position. He can rebound, but if there's a bigger center than him, he can't really rebound over them. But I think Cousins would fit in perfectly, and that really cement our uh, starting lineup. If we had Kendrick Nunn or Oladipo play that point guard um, and shooting guard role, and then we got Jimmy Butler at the small forward, and then we'll have Bam at the power forward, and then we'll have Cousins in that center position to really help um, help with the rebounding defense there. Um, he can space the floor as well with his shot. I think he'd just fit in perfectly with us and uh, really give us a chance to run with the uh, Brooklyn Nets as they're making several moves um, with the additions of uh, Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. Griffin will play that power forward role, uh, and LaMarcus Aldridge will play that power forward and center role. So that really cements their lineup as well. I think they're uh, they got to be the favorites now with uh, with the L.A. Lakers as the L.A. Lakers added Andre Drummond. That fills their center role for them. So I think it's down to the Lakers and Nets into that NBA Finals. Um, Miami Heat are kind of on the outside looking in there. Uh, since they didn't really add Drummond or Aldridge or Griffin, uh, they they really got to catch up, and I think Cousins will help them do that. But until they add a center that can actually bolster their defense as well as uh, give them some rebounding, I don't really see the Miami Heat making any uh, 
any noise in the NBA Finals um, if they were to get there. Um, we're competing with the Nets in the East and then eventually the Lakers in the NBA Finals if they were to get there. I think Pat Riley's done a great job in this trade deadline, acquiring uh, Oladipo, Ariza, and Bielitsa, but I don't think it's enough since they didn't really add a center um, that can take that true center role with defense and rebounding. I think they'll have to add someone in free agency next year and the year after that or draft someone, um, but there aren't really elite centers in free agency next year. So I think they'll probably head into the, the trade discussions there. Um, I was hoping they would add Drummond, Aldridge, or Griffin, even though Griffin's not really a center. I think he could help um, with the physical play down low. Um, they'll probably try to trade for someone like uh, John Collins from Atlanta. Um, he's more of a outside shooting um, center and power forward, which could help space the floor with Bam, since Bam can't really shoot from the outside. Um, they got to explore some options there to acquire a true center to actually make an impact with the Lakers and Nets. Um, you can't really compete with them since with their additions and their star power they have, uh, Heat really got to make some big moves. And not signing someone like Giannis in the offseason since he stayed with the Bucks really hurt them because um, I think Giannis could help uh, that rebounding and big body role. Um, just not enough firepower for the Heat this year to make a run. I think the Heat could also... Uh, target Kawhi Leonard and free and she next year if he were to uh, leave the LA Clippers I think that would attract more free agents to come there and that'd really make Miami a super team because um, they aren't one right now but with the addition of Kawhi Leonard I think they definitely would be a super team in the east and give the Nets a run for their money um, since LeBron's kind of got that that west division locked up for the foreseeable future but uh, the addition of Kawhi Leonard would definitely bolster their, their chances of winning a title in the next couple of years and really improve that team and push them to the next level. And with that concludes my first ever All Talk Sports Podcast episode. I want to thank you guys for listening to me talk about the Titans, the Yankees, and the Heat today. Uh, I was always interested in sports as a kid, but never really interested in sports talk until I got to college and figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. I know in the sports talk industry that you're supposed to have this personality that everyone loves, um, loves hearing you talk, uh, enjoys listening to you talk about sports and stuff like that. So I know I have that in me. Um, I have to develop that over time and sort of open up with you guys and share that side of me because I know that that's the side of me that I, I share with my family and friends. Um, I know I have a lot to improve on and sort of open up to you guys and explore this into the future. And as a future job, I'm excited for that. I know there's still a lot I have to learn about the industry, but I couldn't be more excited to start it here with you guys and hope you guys enjoyed listening to me talk about all the things I did today. Um, I want to thank you guys one last time. This has been the Up to Bat Podcast, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.